Welcome to episode 240 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsberg, and I have two of my favorite people here this week. Uh, first off, Kelly Gomond is here. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? So glad you're here. I'm doing well, David. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And returning, as we always like having him on the show, Guy Searle. How are you doing, Guy? <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Kelly, next time, bring enough for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, we, need, we need more. I think he's talking about the nice little water bottle that I just got today from Kelly. So no, was, I meant this, the the this drink. Is, yeah. Oh, well, there's some. There is some. There is some liquid, but it's not the of the alcohol type. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, Chuck uh, Joyner's been saying that for years too, and I. Guess. <laughs> That's right. In his in his cups of cups of water, right? Water. Uh, uh-huh. Water. It looks suspiciously like vodka. <laughs> So, uh, it Apple, uh, it, it, it seems that always when, when we're recording a show that Apple does, um, provides their quarterly results, they just announced court fourth quarter results uh, as we record this to, uh, tonight, and uh, we'll talk about that and lots of other stuff, maybe a little bit of Apple TV discussion, something going on with iOS, and, you know, all the stuff we always talk about here. Um, but uh, first off, let's uh, jump into the news. Uh, first story is Apple's reports. It was the... Uh, I guess they consider it the first quarter of 2023. Uh, yeah. $30, $30 billion in profit, $117.2 billion in revenue amid a challenging environment. Uh, the So so they uh, they did uh, pretty good here. I don't know if we have to bore anybody with all the numbers. You can go look at all this stuff. But uh, some of the notable things I like to uh, point out, I have a link in the show notes here of both Mac um, rumors. But, of course, our favorite one is from our friend Jason Snell in Six Colors. He always does these great charts. And they do a video, too, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, yes, they did uh, some good revenue. Uh, their profit was good. Um, Year-over-year change was about minus 5%. Uh, iPhone still dominant, fifty six percent of uh, the, of the uh, products on Apple's uh, revenue is, is iPhone. Services keep uh, increasing, eighteen percent. Wearables are going up, and it seems like uh, uh, the Mac and the iPad kind of swaps uh, numbers here. Eight percent for iPad and seven percent for Mac. So that's kind of interesting to see. Well, I'm um, not really that surprised on the Mac side. They yeah. hadn't released like new Macs in a while throughout the quarter. So, yeah. you know, I think that the the second quarter for 2023 will will be pretty strong because of the the new oh, MacBook Pros and the new Mac Mini and rumors of course about the um uh possible Mac Pro, but yeah. I I am surprised by the iPad numbers. It seemed like for a long time every single quarter it was like, well, iPad revenue and profit has gone down, but this time it's gone up. Recording in progress. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. much a, it, there's a whole lot of, you know, and we also sell iPads. Yeah. We don't want to tell you how many or how much, but, yeah. you know, it was but there. In, yeah. Interesting, 9.4 uh, million that they did in, in iPads uh, this uh, this well, last quarter, and it was a 30% increase so year over year. So, yeah, uh, that, two that billion bucks impressive. is not uh, pocket change. Two billion. Yeah. I think two things contributed to that. Um uh, first of all, this is the Christmas quarter for people who are, are wondering, even though it's, you know, they say that it's Q1 2023, right. like it, it's their their calendar and the one you have on the wall are a little bit different. So yeah. um, this is around Christmas. So this is October, November, December of last year when we got uh, new iPads because we got the 10th generation iPad. We got a new mini 
New Mini? iPad Air 2, wasn't it? And then, yeah, the new Air. Well, there was the Air, and then the, the regular iPad is now, and then, like, the Pro is M2. Like, I, they, they revved everything. And then when you add that to iOS 16, giving you some other interesting features like Stage Manager and right. uh, Sidecar, which is something people could actually use by the time the iPads came out because you needed um, uh, the new operating system that I can't remember the name of to do it. Uh, we we're just having this conversation of Acidon like yesterday about like, I don't remember the names of them in order anymore. Um, but whatever Jaguar. the new, yeah, whatever the new one is, Ceiling uh, Cat, you know, if you've got Ceiling Cat installed, you can have Sidecar. Um, like all, making all of that stuff work together, I think really did a lot for the iPad. I still have a lot of strong opinions about it, but um, it got a lot more interesting and a lot more affordable. And it was, I think, David, we talked about it at the time um, yeah. and about how uh, the regular old iPad, not the Air, not the Mini, not the Pro, got a lot more compelling at that price point uh, with the M1 and and being able to really be a... a a competitor and be something that you could recommend to people uh, as opposed to, you know, if you're looking to buy an iPad right now, what I recommend is you get a jar and you put a bunch more pennies in it so that you can afford a nicer <laughs> one, uh, which used to have to be my advice and it's not anymore. And so I'm right. glad of that. Um, so I, I was very interested to see the, the iPad numbers because of that spike. Um, and the thing, like there's going to be a lot of hand wringing about Apple not doing what they did last year, you know, in the year over year comparison. But the thing to remember with Apple is always context. So this quarter, this quarter last year, you know, when they start, when, when people start sweating over year over year numbers, that was the single largest quarter Apple ever had in the history of Apple, period. Right. So coming anywhere near that neighborhood, like is still amazing even by Apple standards. I just like, that's one of those things that, that is going to get lost in all of this. So um, yeah, all that to say, obviously they're doomed and it's time to yeah. shut everything down and return the money to the shareholder. Yeah. Well, I mean, you yeah. think back to uh, the late nineties when, uh, you know, they would, they would announce their quarterly returns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, their, their, their revenue would be in the hundreds of millions and now we're talking about over a hundred billion with thirty billion in profit. So, yeah. you know, you can you can cry and moan and wring your hands all you want. Apple is doing just fine. They're doomed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. That I mean, the, the the stock reacted right away. I mean, it went up five dollars. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Pretty and it's weird because they usually drop on news as compared to. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, rising on news. So it was, it was actually yeah. obviously uh, happy, happy reports. To I don't the know if that's holders. good or bad. Now, well, yeah. I think I think the iPad numbers were sort of a surprise. I think is what it was um, because they were, they were a lot Very more. Sorry. They were a lot more. Um, I mean, I they they were surprising to me, and I knew a lot of people who were really excited about it. There was a lot of looking forward to getting new ones. A lot of people who were upgrading maybe sooner than normal because they had a really interesting. Um, lineup on offer you know at the end of last year so there's a fair amount of that that i think that, that like even knowing that it felt like a lot of people were buying ipads and i know the plural of anecdote is not data um <laughs> even knowing that that still was like a lot more number than i had thought that it was so yeah yeah i thought it was, I, so, I thought it was an interesting number so yeah 
Yeah, the numbers look good. So a couple notable things Tim Cook did say, uh, you know, there's this, we've been wondering about here, the Apple Pay Later, that we've been waiting for that for a while. I know there's been some issues with Goldman Sachs and the banking and getting all that uh, worked out, but uh, uh, Cook did uh, confirm that Apple Pay Later is in beta testing among Apple employees and okay. will be available to the public soon. So in the hundreds uh, there's of notes. Yeah, so there's no specific date that was given uh, by by Tim, but uh, the company is expected to release uh, iOS 16.4 and other software updates in the spring because we still aren't on beta yet. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a significant thing. But you know, there was also the the news that Goldman Sachs lost lots of money because of the Apple Card. So um, so, but the, you, 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 they're continuing on with it. So they're, I mean, I'm still using it, and everybody else is out there, and it's still a. Well, Great I mean, considering, I that considering that it's it, it's a card that's best used if you pay it off early and often. Um, I I look at however much I have on my Apple Card at least twice a month and immediately pay. Oh, of course, whatever right. the total is, I I don't even let it go two weeks before I'm I'm paying that off, and you know that's. I mean, besides the fact that that's the best way to deal with your credit cards anyway, you know, keep them paid off every single month. Uh, the the fact that I can just glance at it at, on my phone and go, whoop, whoop, I got a couple hundred bucks in there. I'm going to pay that right off and get it out of there. Uh, it makes it really yeah. convenient and getting one to three percent cash back on every purchase is yeah. a nice little bonus. Mm-hmm. It is. So um, other notable things that Tim uh, did talk about layoffs. That was a big topic because Apple was one of the only big uh, tech companies that didn't have any mass amount of layoffs like Amazon, Google, and Meta did. Um, but uh, Cook did acknowledge that uh, Apple had made some changes to its spending and hiring plans due to the broader economic conditions. And uh, he said he viewed layoffs as a quote, uh, I view layoffs as a last resort kind of thing. Uh, you can never say never. We want to manage costs in other ways to the degree we can. So he, he that that's good. I mean, I think Apple's doing a good job of managing that. Didn't go crazy with hiring uh, like like uh, the other companies did. And uh, you know, then you know, Google had about ten to twelve thousand layoffs. That's a lot of people. But really, if you you bounce that out, that's what 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 less than five percent of their workforce because they have a lot of employees. Uh, but still, you know, you don't want people losing jobs, and and it seems to be kind of the the trend in the in the tech industry here. But Good, good to hear that uh, that that uh, Tim did acknowledge that, um, and uh, other things that uh, of of note here was uh, he did confirm that in the in Q one iPhone revenue would have been grown if it was not for supply issues. So he did he did acknowledge that too because it had been going around for a lot a lot of speculation for a while why this this is happening because uh, couldn't get iPhone fourteen Pros or Pro Maxes. Uh, uh, so that was a bit of a thing. Says he. Uh, he he did say that he didn't have an exact market share in front of him, but he think that you would see that from a market share point that we grew around the world. But despite that, they they still did pretty darn good with the numbers that we're looking at with iPhone. So, well, um, even even in China, I mean, their their numbers went right. way up in China. Right, that that helped them a lot. So, um, that was uh, uh, that was a uh, that was a very good thing to see. Uh, other one that said uh, he talked about Apple Watch attracted a number record number of first time buyers in the in the in the quarter. 
Uh, he acknowledged that, which is a good thing. I think I have, you know, my opinion, I think the, the, not we, any of us here would buy it, but I think the, uh, the Apple watch ultra made a, you know, made a, it was a good piece to put into the market for, for the Apple watch. And for those who wanted to have the higher end watch and, and the larger watch, I mean, some people like that better. Than, I, w- than I would have bought it for 600 if it, if it had come at that price, but I, yeah. I, you know, for to, to spend $800 on a wearable, you know, I, I have enough trouble justifying eight hundred plus dollars for a, a phone that I'm going to replace in two three years, much less something yep. like a watch. But I do like the, you know, and the biggest part was the the bigger size. I mean, I'm a I'm a big person, and as as well as I am, yeah. So, I, mean, I, 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 kinda, I would like it. I I tried it on. I, it was a nice watch. I just I, know, I just couldn't justify the the price point for that. Yeah, for, that's. I mean, I don't really do, pricey. I don't dive. I don't, you know, and that's a lot of what it was doing. It was for, you know, for hiking and a lot of, a lot more physical activities that are not in my wheelhouse, but, uh, but I, I think that has to do with it. But, uh, the other thing that was big was Apple did hit a milestone. They, they had a, a milestone of 2 billion active devices as services set a new revenue record. Um, so in its quarterly performances, you had almost 2 billion active devices that are out there by Apple. Uh, last year, this time it was 1.8 billion. That means they've hit, they've added another 200 million devices in the last 12 months to surpass that mark. That's amazing. I mean, to have that many devices, you know, Samsung had their big event. We, we don't cover that, but I mean, I, I just don't see Samsung anywhere near those types of numbers when it comes to how many devices are still out there. And the old, I mean, granted, I think Samsung does have some of their older devices because people just don't sure. want to upgrade, but also on the Samsung and the things you're kind of forced to because their OS disappears pretty quickly compared to how Apple does things. You know, you got an iPhone 6s or iPhone 7 or 8, I think it's the iPhone now with the latest OS. But still, I mean, Apple still, as we reported last week, they're still upgrading the the older OSs just because of security concerns. You know, uh, iOS 12 was updated. iOS uh, 15 was updated. because yeah, All, the way, all the way back to a, a, a friggin' 5S. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So it, they're, it, they're still, they're still protecting their users, even though, yeah, the 5S, yeah, a little, little, little uh, back in, in, in the support realm, but there's still people who are sporting those and that's fine. You know I mean, yeah. that if it works for them, that's, that, that's great, but yeah, and great to see this. The, you know, Samsung's biggest problem is they had, they do the same thing that so many other Android phone makers do where they, they put out a ton of different models it's like it's the shotgun right. approach they just throw crap mm-hmm. at the wall to see what's going to stick and right. if you and you know and this is what i've told people before if you make the wrong choice with uh, any kind of android related device you're going to end up having to buy another one in probably a year maybe a year and a half because the the one that you have isn't supported anymore mm-hmm. and right. that sucks but and you know, it's not it's not up to you. Like that's no. the thing is yeah. if you like there was I don't know how much they're doing this anymore, but there was a stretch where um if you got a new phone, a new Android phone from Verizon, then you would continue to get system updates. But if you got it on Sprint, you're you were out of luck. And like even on that level, it's just sort of ridiculous. And that was the thing that was always really frustrating about it. And What's funny now is like I always I'm always joking about, you know, Samsung is releasing a new phone right now. Uh, 
They actually are. But it just sort of feels like whenever we talk about Android, I'm like, yeah, you know, Samsung just came out with a new phone. They did. Well, they kind of always are. So probably, Um, you know, I'm on pretty solid ground saying they just came out with the new phone, no matter when I say it. And like part of that is just confusing. Like even as a person, like I'm a nerd. I like technology. If it's got a USB port and a little LED light tells you if it's charging or not, like I'm there. And I still, I look at that lineup and I'm like, this is too hard. I don't know how people yeah. are supposed to do this. Like people, yeah. you know, like it, it is a thing that I have a vested interest in. And when given the opportunity, like in a professional capacity to, to recommend an Android device it's never Samsung. It's always a Google yeah. pixel. Well, remember yeah. Kelly, remember that probably the vast majority of Samsung phones that are getting into people's hands are the default ones that they're getting from their carriers. It's not like most people that have Samsung phones are going, you know, they're not going to Best Buy and they're not going to Micro Center and they're not going to all these other places. Show me the latest Samsung phone because by the time they get to the counter, there'll be another one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like they're, they're getting the Q series phones that you're going to get from AT&T or Verizon or Sprint or whoever, you know, whoever your carrier is around the world. But for, for the most part, that's where people are getting their Samsung phones. It's the one that they're being handed. Yeah. I've had this phone for three years. I want a new one. Okay. Here's a new one. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And you just, just sign this piece of paper for another two years of service. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, lastly, I know we covered with this before we move on here. The services revenue was was uh, an absolute big record, twenty point eight billion in revenue for the quarter, slightly beating uh, the one point nineteen point five billion estimate. But that was delivered by nine hundred and thirty eight million paid subscriptions, which is up, up over a hundred and fifty million over uh, over uh, a year ago. I mean, so there is, hey. Apple's getting my money, and I think most of us here on this on, on this show because uh, yep. thirty bucks a month. I'm paying. I'm paying the bundle, and 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 I'm enjoying it. I enjoy having all the all the services. Not it's not a, not for everybody, but you, you if you, there are some services you like, like I know Kelly, you split it up and yeah. just have some of the services, and that that's great. But that that means there's still people paying for those services. And yeah, iCloud is so easy. Um, to have, and then the other ones that just you add them is just if you find that you find a value to the bundle. But uh, uh, no, it's it's great to see. I mean, I think Apple sees yeah. that, and it'll just a little it'll it'll could definitely continue to evolve when it comes to that. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, definitely definitely going to be interesting to see. So, uh, some more news that, that came across here this week is, um, uh, you know, if, for those of you who are football fans, and old guy is as well as I am, big time. Uh, this Super Bowl is coming up in two weeks uh, from we record this. Uh, actually, be a week from Sunday. Um, and Apple Music is now this is the big sponsor of the halftime show this year. It was the first time in a long time. It was Pepsi was doing it for quite a long time. Um, so uh, they do have quite a plan uh, uh, that uh, they're going to be doing as a new sponsor. Uh, Rihanna is going to be the headliner, and um, they have that some new and exclusive ways to celebrate its first year. Uh, there is a pre- well, there was a press announcement a press announcement that Apple released and talking about uh, Apple Music now offers Rihanna's full catalog with spatial audio and Dolby Atmos. So they're they're pumping up the music part of this thing, and that's really what they're trying to get people realizing. Oh yeah, that's they're going to have this, and um, so a couple of notable things here. And um, on February 9th, uh, which is before the, that's a couple of days before uh, the, sh- uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, they're going to, um, Apple music's, uh, radios, uh, Nadiska Alexa is going to interview her. And, um, so they're going to have uh, all kinds of other stuff. I'm not going to go through all this, but, uh, uh, 
they're even putting together an official collection of 32 playlists featuring the top songs that each NFL team listens to in the locker room. So they're really, so they're really okay. pushing they're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, and we're all excited, guy, as, as he's uh, cheering here. Uh, no, so that, was, that no. wasn't that wasn't a cheer. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is it just we are the champions on every like on yeah, thirty two different yeah. playlists? I'm Is curious to it? go to that playlist now. We'll have to go take a look. Uh, so, but no, it's it's. You know, another way, just like with Apple TV Plus, Apple is is coming up with a lot of new a lot of new shows, and uh, um, and uh, definitely uh, it's it uh, it it's just where they're going, and this is another piece of the services puzzle that is doing very well, and uh, and yeah, it's great to see. Have you guys any other comments on that? No, we'll see how how what Apple does with it. I, I'm please, 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 Apple, do not have a big apple-shaped stage okay please don't do that please <laughs> i don't think they will <laughs> oh my gosh uh next well, story is i i go that's ahead. not the football that i want to talk about <laughs> yeah we'll get to we'll get to that uh thank you uh, hold hold that thought uh the, the other story i always love these stories about the air tag and something that gets lost and when and then things get fi- found here this one's a nine to five mac uh, pastor sees his lost wallet fly to different cities thanks to air tag after airline says they couldn't find it uh apple air tag has certainly been a help to a lot of people around the world because lost items uh, especially lost luggage at airports but this time uh, the pastor actually simply forgot his wallet on the, on the american airlines aircraft Although the airline said they couldn't find the lot, Lewis saw his lot fly to 35 dis- different cities, uh, thanks to AirTag. As, as, as shared by the passenger on his personal Twitter account, he forgot his wallet, and uh, I, and I don't, I don't know if he got it, if he did recover it. And um, what, what airline Amer- was that? American American <laughs> Airlines. Yeah. That says a lot uh, about their cleaning practices. Yeah. Well, if, if it was still there and the air tag was still admitting that uh, <laughs> yeah. it was still there. So, but I've, I, I agree. I mean, I think the air tag is very, I'm going on, going on their trip here soon. I, I, I have air tags all over my stuff. And um, I know I don't have any yet. I've, I've got to go ahead and bite the bullet and get a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I still have, I, I just bought another four pack here. So I got more here. Well, I mean, they're pretty um, cheap. It's what a hundred bucks for a pack of four. Well, this was during uh, during Christmas time, so I think oh, yeah, okay. I got this down like around eighty five bucks for these four. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think they're uh, they're definitely something that uh, you should you should consider having. I mean, I I have them on my keychains, my backpack, and uh, and it always have to come in handy. That's for sure. So, any, so the got, bonus tip I will give you um, for guy, you definitely need some because additionally. Um, this is something that somebody reminded me of recently that I saw a Mastodon and I'm trying to figure out like what to do with this information. And that is that um, uh, air tags are also, they also have an NFC beacon indicator majigger thingy in them. Sorry. Is that the technical term for it? I think it's a technical term. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, and majigger jigger. So, so it's got the majigger in it. And so the example this person used was, um, because you know when you bonk your phone on an nsc thing something will happen you can make it so something happens and so he's using it for a shortcut so he has an air tag in a case on the back of his apple tv remote so what he does is he built a shortcut on his phone that when he bonks the air tag with his phone that's on the back of the apple tv remote it sets the apple tv up with his profile 
And then he set one up for his wife so that when she bonks it with her phone, it sets up, it kicks off the shortcut that sets up her profile. And like he was giving other examples, like if you have it set up this way, um, you know, like when you get to work, you could, you know, if you have one, like if you have a work badge, you could put an air tag with your work badge, you bonk your phone on the work badge and it kicks off the shortcut that puts you in work focus so that people aren't, aren't texting you all throughout the day or whatever, like all these different things that you could do by kicking off the shortcut just with the air tag. And I'm trying to figure out how I can use that power for good now. <laughs> I don't think you can. None of it's work related. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be work related. Like the other one was like, um, he went through a, a number of gyrations to do this, but has one on his keys so that like um, if it sees that he's not in the driveway and he bonks the thing that's on his keys with his phone, it will like make sure the garage door is closed and set the alarm and lock the door. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah. so a little bit of home automation as well. Mm -hmm. oh, all you have to do is build a shortcut. And then what kicks the thing that makes it magical in this case is what kicks off the shortcut is you bunk your phone on the air tag because it will NFC the thing for you. And I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. I know Kelly's been itching to talk about this. The MLS soccer, no, I'm sorry, football season pass <laughs> is launched on the Apple TV app ahead of the, yes. the, the season start. Well, I'm sorry. In America, it's soccer. Uh, but uh, no, MLS season in America, it is men's soccer. We have soccer. Oh yeah. Women's. And, and men's then we soccer. have men's soccer. Yes. Uh, so this is Major League Soccer. It's the Apple. We had, as we've reported before, that they did sign a exclusive contract with the MLS to um, uh, show all all games and unrestricted access to all their games live on demand without any blackouts, geographic control, uh, content restrictions, and they're streamed in English and Spanish, as well as dedicated broadcast crews for each. Um, so you, know, you don't need to have an Apple TV Plus subscription if you just want the MLS. You can actually. Uh, sign up for it. But if you are a Apple TV plus subscriber through MLS season pass, they're offering it at a discount. Wow. Mm -hmm. 79 bucks for the season. I might be Man. tempted to do that, even though I'm not a huge soccer fan, but uh, it'd be fun to well, to watch that. First of all, uh, you should watch the Timbers. Second of all, um, <laughs> there have been reports, at least here, that if you are a season ticket holder for the Timbers, that you get it for free. There are a number of people who have said, oh. like, I signed into oh. my account and it showed me that I got that I, I that's got the that's whole of course the very much was the Portland Timbers. <laughs> yeah, the Portland yeah. Timbers. Um, so here's the reason that I'm excited about this is because um, it's as weird as this sounds for sport for live sport, as Charlotte Henry would say. Um, this is this is the most transparent, straight up transaction you can have because you just go you go i i want to i want to sign up for season pass and you're done and you get all the games and there's no weird blackouts and it doesn't matter where you live and there's no weird incantation that you have to do in order to get it and change servers and all the rest of that happy stuff yeah like you don't have to vhs you don't, you don't have to vhs you don't have to vpn it's throwback thursday ask your parents um you don't have to vpn anywhere you don't have to do any sort of like other secret stuff or, or sign up with your friend's address who lives outside of a magical blackout area or whatever like the whole thing is just like you you pay for it and then you get the thing and you're done and that's the part that's amazing and the reason i'm so excited about this is because i want it to be unbelievably successful so that other live sport providers will end up will end up 
trying to follow the same model because right now it's a giant pain in the neck. If you watch any other sport to be able to watch and enjoy more of that sport, it's weird. And like the NFL, for example, well, like the NBA where this is the, this is the story. The Portland trailblazers play in Portland, not that far from my house. It's the other side of town. I can only subscribe to Comcast as a television provider. And that means I get the Blazer Sports Network, which will show me all the games, even though I could go across town and play that. I could go across town and buy a ticket and watch them, which is the whole reason that they always give for blackouts is like we need to black out the the local market so that people will come to the game instead of sit home and watch it on TV. Now, my dad cannot subscribe to Comcast where he lives in Eastern Oregon, but because he lives in Oregon, 250 miles away, he's in a blackout area because he could reasonably drive 250 miles and buy a ticket and come see the game. And it's a word I'm not going to use so that David doesn't have to edit, but I'm, (laughs) it falls pretty firmly in the category. I like to call words. My mom doesn't think I know. And that's what it is. And it's stupid. And, um, baseball has even more ridiculous rules that also do the same thing to other people. And it's dumb and I want it to be better. And I want it to be better for people who are into it. I want it to be easier for you guys to watch football. I want it to be easier for other people who want to watch soccer or men's soccer to be able to do that. I want to like, it shouldn't be this complicated. And I think the thing that is baffling, the thing I'm confused by is especially because like there's you know new broadcast deals all the time is why they don't just go why don't we just offer this to everybody for the next round and see what happens and people will because people will buy it and i don't i mean i get that you you're making a truckload of money but wouldn't you rather have people that are also going to be more inclined to buy all the other stuff that goes along with being a fan buying shirts buying tickets buying signed basketballs you know, showing up at fan events and stuff like that. Like, why wouldn't you want more people reeled into your ecosystem? You know, this is the services offering for the NBA. And it's like nobody, you know, Apple and services, that which was nothing. And now, you it's know, look at, look at the amount it's doing for them. And if you could do that, you know, if you could make it appealing for more people to buy tickets, to buy season tickets, to buy stuff in yeah. the gift shop at the stadium yep. on the way in and out that, you know, buy that eight dollar soda you know like it it would not be hard to extend an ounce of goodwill to people who have been trying so hard to do this for as long as they have and you know the fact that we can all rattle off a bunch of ways to get around the barriers they're trying to put up tells me that a they also aren't working so that's why it should be better so well i bought i bought the girl on the podcast ranting about live sports i'm done now (laughs) yeah nfl plus was a whole nother animal oh my god (laughs) and the main reason why i got it because i'm a i'm a miami dolphins fan i live up here in dc and yeah yeah it is sad um you can't watch the games up here because they've been dreadful for so long that unless they're playing another major team you know, you're not seeing the live games here. Right. So yeah. I I read what they had available for NFL Plus, and it sounded like 
especially since I didn't live in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, that I would be able to watch the games. Well, I can't. I can listen to them on my phone. I can watch them delayed broadcast on my phone. I can't airplay it. I can't watch it on the Apple TV. I can't do squat with it except on my phone. And all I want to be able to do is every once in a while, even though I know it's going to be a dreadful experience, watch the Miami Dolphins play football. Now, on a (laughs) somewhat related note, the uh, the XFL is getting ready to start up. And it sounds like and I'm not going to turn this into, you know, alternative league football. No, Um, it's not. It sounds like they're going to show all of their games that are possible to be seen on TV. I have tickets to see the DC Defenders play on February 19th, but that game is also going to be on TV here in Washington, DC. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. That's what you do. Yeah. That's how you build a fan base. Right. I hope more of it happens. And that's part of, that's part of why I'm excited about this. I, I've been to soccer games. I have watched them. I, I, I've been to men's soccer games. I've watched men's soccer on TV. Um, like I'm a casual fan, but I would be, I am excited about this for what I hope that it portends for others and not having to be tied to a particular cable subscription, not having to pay an exorbitant sum of money. You know, I could really use a new car, but I, I need this NFL streaming pass, you know, or whatever. And so I really hope that it get that it does nothing but continue to improve the live sport experience for other people. So as long as you can still see some games for free yeah. on commercial television. Right. Right. Yep. And that's where like, yeah, which is like half of my desire for it is just to make it better for other people. But also like there hasn't been an opportunity to see a lot of football um, in this format. And so I'm looking forward to that, too. Yep. Okay, let's move on off the news. I've got topics this week. Um, not, not that it wasn't a good conversation. I just want, yeah, we got. I want to make sure we hit everything that we got. Sure, Dave. You guys sure. this week. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as Apple we got is, off the Super Bowl, we were done. I know. Yeah. No, no. I, 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 I it definitely <laughs> the soccer, the, the soccer, it does interest me. I mean, that that is a pretty good deal considering for being able to watch a full season of sports. Uh, yeah. Because you know you. Go go try to get, get that for uh, MLB or uh, well, yeah. although, literally anything although, else. Although MLB, I get for free anyway because T-Mobile does it every year. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but maybe it doesn't um, cost that for a season of, of live curling. But otherwise, like yeah, yeah. it's a very competitive price. Maybe. Hey, I'd pay for live curling. <laughs> I didn't say anybody wouldn't. I just don't know if there's a streaming plan out there. And if there is, I don't think it would cost eighty dollars for a season. That's all. No one. Um, so. Uh, uh, beta this week and and some releases. Uh, there is no beta right now. I mean, we're waiting for the we're, we are waiting for iOS sixteen point four, but there there is uh, some rumors. Uh, I think it's uh, pretty confident that iOS sixteen point three point one might be coming out. Uh, there's some evidence in the software uh, in analytics that Mike, that uh, Mac rumors uh, found. Uh, and they've done those types of updates before when we had sixteen point zero point three and sixteen point one point one. So. Uh, but meanwhile, we're still we're still waiting on 16.4, the beta. We don't know what's going to be happening here. You know, some of the previous features, uh, like we just talked about, the Apple Card and the savings account and some of the other stuff that has to be added yet. Um, so 
because there's not much else to say about that other than, you know, 16.3 is the current version. It seems to be working fine for everybody yeah. in the public. I mean, and no one's has, I've seen a lot of crazy complaints of any bugs and stuff. Yeah, some, so, I'm uh, sure somebody did. Oh, well, some, that, that they, everybody always seems to find something here. So, yeah. uh, so the only real complaint really, I've seen so far is with the home pods, but it's like one updated and one didn't. And then they right. like one of them yeah. is not behaving like it should because the other one isn't is not on the same version or something and i don't even mean like a stereo pair just like you know i have one that totally does what i want and the other one is is only half listening to me some of the time yeah. Or something. so yeah those have gotten weird but that's the only thing i've seen is just like you know once once everything gets updated you know everything's a lot happier so that's the only yeah that's the only real thing i've seen so far so it's been pretty quiet on that front yeah, Speak- I got sixteen dot three dot one for my phone, and my dog died. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of HomePod, uh, the HomePod uh, uh, Gen Two is is uh, in the wild now. It, uh, in fact, I saw a story that someone got it two days before. Lucky that person, I guess, uh, before it was supposed to come out. So I be, I mean, uh, February second as we're recording this, February third, it's supposed to be out, uh, and uh, so that's coming out. So a lot of the uh, social media influencers have got it with their hands on it, and uh, they are still saying uh, the sound quality is the same as the pre- original iPhone, iHomePod. A lot of things. I mean, I I did see that the uh, the screen it's got the, it's a much bigger screen and it doesn't have the, the small little dot. It, it's all spread out, so the, the visuals look a little different. Uh, they're you know cosmetically, it looks like the way it's sealed. The big thing we did talk about last week, and people doubted it, and, I, and it was the rumor, the power cord does come out, and which I think is great. So you can pull the power cord out of the HomePod, and, and that, that that was the biggest pet peeve of mine because, yeah, you know, I'm looking it up there right now. Anytime there's something wrong with that cord, you're, 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 you're kind of out of luck mm-hmm. because you got to take it apart to get to it, and it's not easy to get one of these apart. So um, but so that's I think that was a smart thing on Apple's part by uh, by adding that. Cool. Then um, the iPod mini, HomePod mini. Yeah. Yeah, the HomePod Mini's got just the uh, the, the yeah. USB-C uh, connector on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but it's hardwired uh, on the other end, and that makes me grumpy. <laughs> yeah. So, there's, I have a link in the show notes to some of the some of the social media influencers. You know, of course, uh, uh, Marcus Brownlee did his, uh, and he's he says he's um, he's confused. Uh, of course, I Justine did her thing and talked about a lot of stuff, and uh, it's uh, it, it's definitely. I don't. I just don't see any just. If you already have the the original HomePod, other than the the temperatures and, and uh, humidity sensors that was added to it, then uh, I just don't see any d- d- justification to to upgrade if you didn't already buy them. Speakers well, I mean, are I've good. got I've got HomePod Minis and and they sound they yeah. sound fabulous. Yeah. Um, I don't really see a need to uh, to update to the bigger ones. Same. Yeah, yeah. I've had my yeah. my HomePod pairs my pair mm-hmm. up here. For a while, and it's it's great. I'm happy with them, and I just don't see any yeah. justification in, uh, in upgrading them at this time. If you're in the market for six hundred dollars minimum worth of speaker, depending right. on what it's for, I feel yeah. like you there there may be a better solution for yeah. you, which <laughs> is spend spend seven hundred dollars and get a HomePod Mini, and then get seven hundred dollars get six hundred dollars worth of speakers because uh. It, because depending what it is you want out of them, like I don't see any dramatic improvement in these. So I feel the same about them as I did the initial home pods, which is that's a whole lot of money. And yeah, they sound great, but you could get something from 
insert audio audio speaker manufacturer here that might do better and like there's still no uh some of the things that i've seen people talking about as like as they consider upgrading are um you know i want them on the tv but i can't have a center channel and there's no way to use anything you know in a surround sort of situation like you can't have you know a subwoofer and a center channel and a couple of home pods and call it a home theater like that's not happening and having you know and and you can do pretty well for a solid tv Mm. audio system for six or seven hundred dollars you know so if you're in that market then you know there are better options for that because you know, David, I've been telling you forever, you know, I'm a firm believer in the right tool for the job. And in a lot of applications, the HomePod is not the right tool for that job. And in an awful lot more cases, a HomePod mini will do the thing you want. It will be, it's got thread, it's got matter. It can be your resident HomeKit hub. You can talk to it. You can set it on the counter in the corner, as long as it's not wooden, spoiler alert. And (laughs) you can put it there and have it and and you know you can stick it in the back corner of the kitchen and occasionally listen to music on it and add things to the grocery list which is what i do with mine primarily you know i put one in the kitchen because my bluetooth speaker was a pain in the neck and so now i have this and it's great so like things like that you know there are for what most people need the mini will do the job you know even if it's a stereo pair on a tv you know the the big tv does not have does not have home pods uh, the big TV at my house has an actual stereo system hooked up. And in a different TV in my house, um, we've got a HomePod, a set of minis as a stereo pair. And they're great. They are perfect for that. Uh, so, you know, there, there are the right applications in a lot of situations, yeah. but that's not necessarily... I, I still have a hard time finding the the sweet spot for the HomePod where I would tell somebody, obviously, that's the thing you need to do. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of it also has to do with how much trouble do you want to go to, to get, I mean, not the greatest sound out of your TV, but good sound out of your TV. And the great thing about the home pod once, and it took my Apple TV a while to figure out, Oh, there's a couple of home pods there. But I mean, (laughs) once you've figured it out, you know, I just turn the home pod on and it's good to go. Now I've got a, uh, a pretty decent receiver and some great big tall speakers also connected up to this TV. I don't use it anymore because the home pods are good enough. All right. Yeah. You know, and I don't have to go over and turn on the receiver and I don't have to, well, that's a little bit too loud and do this and do that. You know, it's like home pod and I use the Apple TV remote for volume and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's all done. It's yeah. simplicity. And a lot of times you can, you can put up with a slightly less fantastic output for the sake of simplicity. Oh yeah. And, and at my age, I want things simple, damn it. Like it used to be. I like that yeah. your Apple TV voice sounds like a prospector. Like, yeah. It makes me yeah. Really happy. <laughs> Yo, Simity just... Sam. And and uh like you said, uh yes, the uh, I guess the new home pod still leaves a ring on a stain ring on wooden surfaces. <laughs> That's what I told my wife too. Yeah. God. Uh, I'm going to touch that one. Yeah, don't. Um, I'm not, just for the record, I'm not saying don't buy one. If you want one, go get one. No, you do you. That's fantastic. Neither. You know, whatever. But if you, if what you are looking for is a solution to a thing, it is very rare that a home pod is going, to me anyway, it's very rare that the home pod is going to be the best answer to that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. 
I've got links in the show notes for any of that, any things we talked about. Uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely uh, look forward to uh, hearing reviews. Uh, our friend Webb Bixby in the, uh, a uh, uh, friend of the show is uh, in a chat room. He, uh, he did order the new home pod. So we're looking forward to hearing his, uh, um, uh, his review of it. We'll probably hear about it on Mac voices live next week. So yeah. looking forward to that. And, uh, I'll also mention N2 uh, Tech. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here as well in the chat. I know you had a bit of a issue with uh, your uh, Southern not working with the Apple Watch, and unfortunately, some of those uh, smaller and uh, NVNO um, carriers are just not going to support the Apple Watch when it comes to cellular. Uh, some for some reason, I just make sure I hit those two topics as I saw the uh, that in the chat. So. Um, so Apple TV, I'm, I've been uh, spending a lot of time with Apple TV lately. I'm, I'm working on a signage project at, at work, uh, honestly, oh. actually. So through uh, using uh, using a carousel as a signage system. So um, so th- that that's an interesting uh, thing that we'll do with Apple TVs, and and it's also interesting how how uh, to see how they get restricted down in Jamf when they're using Jamf to manage them. Um, so I've been kind of dabbling into that a little talk bit later. I'm very curious. Yeah, about we can talk about that. So. Uh, so that that's uh, more on the enterprise kind of thing. So that you don't aren't gonna. I think most listeners yeah. are probably not gonna care too much that's about why that. That's I said later. But, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, Kelly's got a couple things I wanted uh, that she wanted to talk about and relates to with her her woes with the Apple TV, and also I wanted to. <laughs> hit, hit, and we're also gonna have another um, uh, an, another uh, topic real quick on uh, on cord cutting as I've been really exploring it again, and Ooh. it's. Not looking pretty, so wow. uh, we'll we'll hit that. But go ahead, uh, uh, Kelly. What you you uh, you were having some trouble with auto playing video previews yeah. in the Apple TV, and then some some networking issues, right? Well, not so much trouble with with previews as um, uh, I think it's really obnoxious that if I switch over, if I'm swiping through the app icons, when I get to the Apple TV, it starts playing something, and I already told it not to use sound. Um, you know, don't just automatically start playing something, you know, loud with video like that's really obnoxious, but it's still playing and it's muted. And I find it really I still was finding it irritating. And so I wondered if there was a way that I could just make it not do that. And it turns out that you can. Um, once again, as with a lot of things on iOS, the magic to undoing the thing that is driving you straight up a wall lives in accessibility. So I don't know why, but uh, if you go to the settings app on your Apple TV and go to general accessibility, you can tell it not to play video previews at all. So it Hmm. won't even start playing weird silent video, which sometimes like for all channels. uh, Well, at least for for I think so. Um, I haven't H- noticed HBO that, Max does that, and it's really annoying. On like the main screen of Apple TV. Well, yeah, I mean, as you as you're going through all of the different choices that yeah. that HBO Max has, if you just happen to say, "Oh, what's that?" Oh no, it just starts within, playing. Yeah, within the app, it's obnoxious, um, and I haven't figured out how to fix that yet. Okay, but um, Sorry. like autoplay video previews uh, is a thing that you can turn off, and um, a you said lot that of people, it's in the. Ex- and the accessibility? Yeah, general accessibility motion. So motion you can turn off I'm, the I'm sound. I'm looking at the yeah. right now. You can, you can turn off the sound for it under like, I think under just like audio and video. I think there's a place there that says like, you know, do you want to play sound on the previews? Like, heck no. no. We'll go with heck. Heck no. Um, 
Uh, but if you want to actually turn off the videos themselves, <laughs> you have to go to accessibility to do that. So it's there and you can fix that. And that's one of that's that's a thing that I recently discovered that makes my life better. So there you go. Um, yeah. I don't I remember. It's a simple on off toggle, which is great. Yeah. And the thing I don't remember is if we talk. I know, David, you and I talked about this while we sat here in Zoom. What I don't remember is if it was part of the show or not. I got a new router recently. And when I swapped out my router, um, mm-hmm. all of my Apple TVs started giving me this error up in the right hand corner that said no network detected. Now, yeah. I was watching a streaming television program. And the stream never flinched. It didn't glitch. It never went bad. There was no degradation in quality of any kind. There was just this blink up in the corner every little bit that said, no, no, we're detected. Um, All the live long day. It was obnoxious. It was driving me up a wall. And it happened to all my Apple TVs. I'm like, what the heck? So David and I are sitting here and I'm whining about it because it's frustrating (laughs) me because I'm in IT. I do tech support all the time. And I've done all of the things I can think of to do except one. And the reason I didn't do the one is because it felt like the absolute least likely thing. And I told David, like, the reason I'm confused about why I'm suddenly getting this error is because all my Apple TVs are hardwired. Uh, I had one of those right. Apple TVs. Yep. I had one of those like second gen Apple TVs that would occasionally mm-hmm. just fall off the network. And sometimes it came back and sometimes it didn't. And, you know, you could roll for initiative, but it may not help. And so like I chewed through like three of those or something because I just haven't kept having to take back the Apple store and go, here you go. And they'd test it and they'd be like, yep, it's one of those. And then they'd give me a new one. And like, so as soon as it was possible, so, you know, after a while I just gave up on them once they finally got an Ethernet port. I'm like, I guess I just hardwire all these SOBs from now on. And so then David goes, well, did you unplug the Ethernet? And I'm like, well, no, because it's hard wired like why why would that work basically was my question yeah. like it there's there's not a timeline where that's the right answer well guess what it's this timeline because i got really frustrated with it and i came in here because it sits in the closet and i unplugged the wire and i went back out and i went okay do you know about my wi-fi network and it said yes we're good i'm like all right so i checked the router made sure the router saw it on the right ip address and then uh, I haven't seen that on notification since. I had I, this works uh, baffles me. Yeah, I had a similar problem when I first got my HomePod Minis, where it would not see them. I had to every single time I would turn on the Apple TV, I'd have to hit that button over on the right and then bring over that little menu and then select yeah. the sound store. It was like, yeah. why do I have to do this every single time? And it turned out. It was because I had that Apple TV hardwired into a router. As soon as I disconnected it from the router, because of course the HomePod minis are also wireless, so they have to go, they have to go through your Wi-Fi network. But because the Apple TV was hardwired through ethernet, that was the network that it was like saying, this is the only thing I'm going to use. I'm not going to use anything else. So if you have your Apple TV hardwired, it may say that it sees your Wi-Fi network, but it may not use it. And as soon as I disconnected it from Ethernet, HomePod speakers came right up. Never had a problem after that. Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah, it's just, I guess the moral of the story with when it comes to 
Apple TV. I see the challenges all the time with with networking. I've got two. I have two networks in my house, in my home now because and that's another reasoning of of I'll be talking about uh, cord cutting here in a minute because I still have my Comcast service and I have to keep the internet because you know, otherwise you unbundle it, you pay out of your yes you know, behind, and then um, and then I have AT and T fiber, which is the bomb because it's you know one it's one fiber. gigabyte. Yeah gigabyte up and down which i'm in absolute heaven that's how i'm talking to you right now and i never had very rare of any have any if any flaws with it so um so so yeah you it's just really on the dependent on the network and the reason i bring that up is because you know i have to have the apple tv on the the comcast network because uh, if i want to use their stream service and i want to be able to watch the content i can't unless i'm on their white unless i'm on their internet yep. so i'm having some challenges there too so um, but that's a whole other story. But yeah, there is it, it, the reason I bring it up is this. Yeah, there, in general, I see a lot of times there are some networking uh, challenges with the, when it comes to Apple TV, and and you do see that. And for the most part, it clears it up. I mean, I, I think TVOS sixteen point three has has got some improvements, so mm-hmm. I haven't seen it as bad since. That yeah, I haven't out, tried so. it. I haven't tried it since the last couple. Excuse me, since the last couple of updates to see if if it's still doing that. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, but no, no, thanks for, for bringing that topic up, uh, uh, Kelly. And then, yeah, and uh, well, definitely check out that. Check, yeah. <laughs> yeah, check, check, saved, yeah, I've seen check so that much uh, t- tip out that aggravation. That link we have in the show notes was a couple years old about how to do the autoplaying uh, settings, but uh, yeah, it's still, it's, it's still valid. Uh, that yeah, was a new discovery no, for me, but yeah, the, no, the, the, the like mostly I wanted to bring up the, the networking one just to give you the shout out for like. I really thought I had tried everything and I went, I don't know why unplugging the ethernet, like, especially because that was never like the solution to everything that's ever wrong with the Apple TV is make sure it's got an ethernet cable. And so So, I'm like, but I gave it the ethernet cable. Everything's right. And now it's fine. And I am baffled by this. Yeah. 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 So So, thank uh, you because you're that welcome. was so Thank much frustration for, uh, and uh, on my on my own behalf we, we help each other when we that's why yeah. we and then while we do the show too i help I, we help others yes. as well you might have that issue so and now uh, mr kelly also has to find a new thing to complain about which also makes me happy <laughs> you'll find something don't worry <laughs> i have yeah. no doubt <laughs> yeah so um so you know i just uh, briefly i want to talk a little bit about uh, the cord cutting thing i have been exploring yeah. um the uh so you got you got a number of the services that are out there. You have YouTube TV, you have Hulu with live TV. You want to have you want to have those are probably the top two uh, that are out there beyond your 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 cable provider. Whereas if you're West Coast, it's Spectrum. If you're most of the country, it's Xfinity, Comcast, um, and uh, so and you just get fed up with their bill. I mean, they just they're just they're just it's super expensive, and you just. That, that's where I was. I was just getting so irritated of what, you know, and they're raising, Xfinity's raising their, their prices up again and, you know, all the, all the rebroadcast, rebroadcast fee and all that. So, I, you know, you, to make these decisions, you have to kind of factor in what, what is important to you as far as the channels go. So I looked at, I, 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 I did YouTube TV for a month here because uh, uh, T-Mobile had a deal where you, I get $10 off for, of it for a year just to, to explore it. They do have a great interface and don't get me wrong. I really, I really like it. And uh, compared, I've gotten rid of all the, I'm getting rid of all the, the, the cable boxes with Xfinity because you know, they're, they're charging it $10 a month. You can use, Sorry. you can, 
you can use that on the um, Apple TV and using their stream app. And I'm used to it now because you can you can actually fast forward through commercials and do all that stuff through the through the interface on the the stream app for the Xfinity. Um, so I have Apple TVs on all my TVs, well, except for one because the wife has to have the. She's still used to the X1 <laughs> platform from 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 Xfinity. So, but I'm easing her off of it because there's an Apple TV up at our our lake house, and I say, hey, "Look, honey, how see how much easier it is. You could use the Apple TV." So, um, so that, that doesn't but, work, by the way. It, it did work works. actually. She's 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 very, she's very very close now. I, I think I I think I've I've got her. Oh yeah, I was almost convincing her to just get rid of Comcast altogether. But there's channels I like, and unfortunately, you know, YouTube TV doesn't have the uh, the A and E and History Channel networks on on, mm-hmm. on their service. So then you got to go get another service like the Friendly uh, service has it, but then their video quality is crappy. Then they have another seven dollars a month they got to pay, and then you got to. And then you have to have another platform to, to another app to go. Oh, I got to remember to go watch that. Um, there's there's local channels. I I like local channels. I like to have them. YouTube TV has them. Um, Hulu uh, uh, Live TV has them. But the price will tend to get higher because of that. You don't have rebroadcasts for for uh, for uh, local channels. I mean, or your 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 standard ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. Um, uh, but you have to, you got to pay for it. So you, you look at that too. Uh, so I, I start comparing all that. I just, I just, after the last couple of weeks of de- dealing with this, I, I just threw in the towel. You know what? You, 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 I'm at your mercy now, Xfinity. So you, you do give the best packages of the channels. And unfortunately there are a lot of channels you don't have. You, you go from 10 channels to 125 channels. You don't have anything in between. Some people don't want all the other garbage that you're offering. So, and, and, you know, and then YouTube TV offers some of the sports, like you can get NFL network on YouTube TV, including in their, on in their basic package where on, on Xfinity, you can't, you have to pay extra for it. So it's just, it's crazy stuff. Uh, I, I put links, two links into the show notes. I know the guy you've, you've, you've recommended this site before. It's uh, yeah. the supposed supposed.tv. It's really cool. It does give you some ways of kind of aggregating some of the things that you're out there too. Uh, another mention, I, you know, Chicago Cubs or the local network here is called marquee sports network. The only way I'm going to be able to get that is through FUBU TV or, 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 or with Xfinity. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you just, it, it just, it, there, there's just so many variables at this point and, and Xfinity knows it because they have, they're paying the absorbent retransmission fees that they have to pay to, to mm-hmm. in order to carry all these all these uh, channels. And YouTube TV just lost negotiation with MLB Networks. So now, if anybody was a baseball fan, once the mm-hmm. MLB Network on YouTube TV, it's gone. Already. You got to go someplace else. Yeah. You got to go yep. someplace else for that. So I mean, it just it's just a constant battle. So everybody, everybody thinks the cord cu- cord cutting was the was the thing to do. You you saved money in the long run. Honestly, you don't. And it, it re- you really got to decide what's the most value to well, you. I think it with depends. These channels. Yeah, yeah, I think it depends. Um, my dad is in the process of that now. Um, apparently, I'm in, it, it's going to be the Kelly's Dad Show episode today. Um, <laughs> because well, because it goes back to the the blackouts and everything. So. Um, my dad got disgusted with what it was costing him for TV and internet, especially because like the only reason he really had TV in the first place was a little bit of this and that. And then, you know, like general broadcast TV kinds of things. And then uh, sports because yep. my dad watches the Blazers right. and my dad watches the Mariners. Well, luckily um, there's a network here called root sports at Root yep. Sports Northwest and Root Sports Northwest is available on Fubo. And so my dad had my dad um 
got Fubo in order to do this. And it's still way cheaper than whatever his cable situation was before. And now he can ratchet down his internet to be, because my dad doesn't have a very complex network. So um, uh, his his internet now costs a lot less, even though he unbundled it because he's not stuck with Comcast. You know, if you don't get two things, it's going to cost you you know, an arm and leg. Um, so he's set up now with Fubo and can still get network broadcasting. So the stuff that he liked watching on uh, broadcast TV is all still available. And additionally, he can get uh, the root sports channels so he can watch all, all the Mariners games and Blazers games that are available to him. Yeah. And that's the part that matters. And so um, like, it looks like on their channel, I think I got him a deal. Cause like the Mariners were doing something last year yeah. where uh, if you signed up for it you got a better deal or something like that but like if you just go to their the fubo webpage, it's 75 dollars a month for their like entry-level plan and then you can add other stuff yeah. if you want to yep. but um yeah and hulu is like 60 70 bucks for yeah, their full it's, package it's as well yeah, yeah. but so. you can also like you can also you know this is like for my dad the the point of it is sports so for him that's yeah, that's an acceptable trade-off that's because it's still way less than than the cable bill he had. But for other people, um, because everything is streaming, I think a thing that gets forgotten a lot, especially as we sit here, you know, and it, you know, pretty at least knee deep, we'll say, in the Apple ecosystem, um, yeah. you can just go buy a show. So if there's a show that you really like, just one show, yeah. like you don't have to subscribe to that channel ad infinitum just in order to watch that show you can go to itunes or you can go to prime video i'm not going to judge you okay i might judge you a little or whatever you know place of your choosing and you can go i just want a season pass for doctor who i just want a season pass for uh the riverdale oh so much judgment Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I won't judge you a lick for riverdale we will just have an interesting conversation no 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 but um like whatever it is, you can just go buy that show. So if you, you know, if if you're like, oh well, I guess I have to subscribe to Hulu so that I can watch what we do in the shadows. Like, no, you don't. You can just go get what we do in the shadows, and it just shows up for you automatically, and you're right. done. And well, once once the season is over, no, they're li- they're usually live. Like, oh it's really? The next day. So yeah, like Doctor Who. If you have it, uh, like if you if you get a season pass for Doctor Who, then the day after it airs on BBC, it shows up on iTunes for you, and you it, it just shows up like here is your show. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a so. a slight delay, but it's right there. So now the ones that are owned by the channels, like you can't do this with Andor, you can't do this with you know Marvel no. shows that Disney Plus. Star but, Trek. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you can with Star Trek. I feel like if there if there were to be an yeah, exception, there is there almost might be all, one. Well, there's a there. You have like um, Pluto TV has a- Prodigy that's on uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, but almost all the rest of it, uh, or at least the the new stuff that's coming out now, is all on Paramount Plus. Yeah. So you have but to get it through that. I don't know if it's a. Vi- I don't know if they make specific. Like I feel like if there were going to oh, be for, exceptions, Star Trek might be the exception. Like maybe you can get Enterprise through iTunes or Prime Video or yeah, whatever. Like yeah. maybe Lower um, Decks for Life. Yeah. See. Lower, <laughs> so uh, well, I mean, Lower Decks uh, for Life. But like that's a thing to consider as you look at your your TV things. Like you know. Yeah. Oh, I only need this channel because I watch The Bachelor or I watch Big Brother or whatever. Like, don't worry about it. You know. Um, there, there are sometimes are ways around that if you 
you know, if you sit down and you're honest about what it is that you are actually trying to accomplish. Yeah. Again, the right so, tool for the job. So, like I said, that's a it's a big con- this is a big topic. I uh, wanted to uh, just touch upon that. Thanks for the uh, both of you for your input on that. And uh, I'd like to get. I have two tips and an app I want to get to before we sh- uh, close out the show for this week. Um, one of them was uh, how to track a flight on your iPhone. You know, flight tracker apps are just a popular way to being able to uh, keep tabs uh, for uh, uh, looking on the. Uh, for flights in the sky, but you actually can track flights and messages. So if someone sends you a flight number, let's say they, they put in a flight number from United airlines or another airline in message, you should be able to tap that underlying number and actually get a real view of the flight's progress plotted on a map. It's, it's, it's super cool. Uh, and you also could do that in spotlight search. You can do, if you, if you do a spotlight search on the iPhone or the iPad, yeah, if you, you know the flight number, on. If you know the flight number, right, and and that that you tend to do that when when you when you can when you know it, uh, you also could search by by destination, you know, from and to. And generally, whenever you're looking for a flight, especially for somebody who's flying in to to visit you or or whatnot, it it does have some. Uh, I, I really think it's a super cool tip to know that you can do that right from either messages or from Spotlight uh, mm-hmm. search. Uh, uh, I believe it works on the Mac as well, but uh, on iOS. Uh, it, it it it's it's a super cool thing to to yeah. to have here. Uh, the, the other let one, me, I, I, let me hop on okay, that really quick and just give people a yeah, pro please. tip if this is a thing that you're that you want to do. Um, send just the flight number as its own individual text message because that makes it really easy yeah. to tap on it. Because then if you tap on it, it'll go like it pops up for you just like a, a tracking a tracking number right. for a package. So you just tap on it and it goes track flight and then it shows it to you. And it's awesome. Sometimes it's hard it's to get rough. it out of the middle of like a wall of text. If somebody's sending you like, you know, I'm here now and yeah, my flight number, and I'll call you later and blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. If you can just get them to give you, you know, a B one, two, three, four in its own message, then you're solid. It's great. Yeah. So they've, they've Apple's done a great job of integrating that to making it easier for search flights. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk about was the Apple watch. Um, Using uh, being able to split uh, the bill when you calculate tips when you're out uh, at a restaurant uh, getting a meal, um, there are two functions that can be used together. But uh, one of the cool functions is on the Apple Watch, you actually can launch the calculator app on the Apple Watch. You can enter enter the total amount of the bill, and there is a button on the on the calculator app on the Apple Watch that says tip. You t- you t- you tap that in the top right corner, and then just divide the uh, use the divide button. And what the percentages, and then it breaks it down to right on your Apple Watch to show you um, what tips could be split between however many people are in your party when you are uh, out uh, dining with your friends and relatives. So that's pretty great. Um, I think it's an awesome tip. And I I use that calculator all the time on the Apple Watch. And you know, you mm-hmm. only think a lot of people forget to think about it, but uh, it's uh, it's super cool. Um, lastly, I wanted to talk about one app update. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if you guys use this app on the iPad. It's called Notability. And I think everybody pretty much knows what it is. Um, what they've done is they've added a new pencil feature for lifelike handwriting experience. Um, and basically what it is, uh, it, it, this is, uh, is going to add this pencil feature. It, it does bring that experience to digital note takers. Uh, I've used Notability before. I think it's uh, good for the sketching and illustrating, uh, complete, uh, uh, complete with pressure and tilt sensitivity paired with the Apple Pencil, as well as tools to provide uh, more lifelike handwriting experiences resembling a digital graphite. I hope uh, it's better than my handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> so they do have, um, they do have, um, 
if you want to have unfortunately they have changed this now because if you uh you want to subscribe you have to have a subscription we always hate that word uh but to yeah. access the full functionality it's 2.99 a month or 12.99 a year um, that's fair because that app that app is, is is pretty powerful and they did offer it for a one-time fee for many years mm-hmm. and um just like everybody it's going to that so but i was glad to be able to glad to squeeze those tips in for this week so um yeah, i like notability with that, a lot. yeah it, it is very good so with that let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week i thought it was a great show thank you um that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. You also can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is usually Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash iOS. We can watch the live show and the, and the recorded live show as well as listen to past shows. Visit iOS magazine on Flipboard where many of the topics we discussed are flipped into that magazine. Uh, the link is in the show notes. You can subscribe uh, uh, to the show and your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg. You can find me on Mastodon at mastodon.cloud. That's at DaveG65. I'm still over on Twitter as well, DaveG65, and the show at intouchwithios. And uh, Kelly Goman, thank you so much for being here this week. It was a, a great show, and I appreciate you being here. Where can people find you? You're welcome. Um... It's always fun to be here. I'm always glad to be invited. And uh, I'm, more importantly, I'm always glad to be invited back. Um, <laughs> um, you can find me on Mastodon, where I am verso at pdx.social. Um, that's Russo Development. Um, you can find me there. Um, and the rest of the time, uh, you can occasionally find me here. You can sometimes find me on Mac Voices Live, um, hassling Chuck Joyner about what's really in that glass. Uh, and sometimes uh, you can sometimes you can find me over on the incomparable where I talk about a lot of different things, uh, including but not limited to Star Wars. Um, there there are some other interesting episodes coming up soon that uh, I, I don't want to talk about yet. But when they're live, I will definitely talk all about them. And you will be able to see all of them over on Mastodon, where I am again, verso at PDX. Thank you. Guy Cyril, thank hey. you for being here. And I uh, always enjoy having you. And uh, please tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find me over at the mighty, mighty MyMac.com podcast that I do every single week with uh, Mr. Gasmas over in the UK since 2009. I've met him one time since 2009. Okay, yeah, now do the rest in your Apple TV voice. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> ah! Yeah. All right. You can also find me over on the Twitters. I'm on the Twitters. I'm I'm I'm, I'm what am I over there on the Twitters? I I am Vert Shark and and I'm also I'm also Mac Parrot and also Mastodon that that dinosaur thing. I'm I'm Mac Parrot over there on the dinosaur thing and Counter Social you can find me as Mac Parrot. Mac Parrot and I have a I have a YouTube channel then you can find it's what did you dog? Vert Shark, Vert Shark on the YouTube's where you can 
do those like and share things. That's that's what right. you do with those. And there's there's other things. Just find me. Find me, please. I'm uh, out there. That's one way to end the show here with that. Uh, I also want to make sure I thank everybody that was in the chat room uh, uh, this week. Uh, Web Bips Bixby, thanks for being in the chat, and uh, and to Tech, thanks for also being in the chat this week. And uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We had uh, had a blast doing it, and the Wells Kelly on the floor quit packing up. And thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.